0: Hello and welcome back to the A340 Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano and we've once again got another very special guest episode for you. Alex Doherty, of course, sitting across from me as always. Good morning, Cat. How are you travelling? Yeah, look, not too bad. Bit sad that Miller's not here. Unfortunately, just couldn't be with us today. But the guest more than makes up for it. Oh, absolutely. If you'd like to introduce her.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's a privilege to um, bring her in with us this morning. Uh, So this young lady made some history at the AFLW Draft this year with... uh, being taken as the very first pick in Richmond's history, taken 7th overall. A top ten, she's a top 10 pick for a reason, playing exceptional footy for uh, Greater Western uh, Victoria, the Western Bulldogs VFLW team, and also for Vic Country in the Championships. A round of applause for Sophie Molan, everyone.
2: Thanks for having me, guys.
1: Welcome aboard. Sophie, how are you travelling this
0: morning?
2: Yeah, pretty good. Drove up from Ballarat this morning, so a bit of an early start, but yeah. Feeling good, thanks. Yeah.
0: So, so are you are you driving to the club from Ballarat? When no, training in a not weekend?
2: every day. I have a place in Richmond with a host family, so they've been really good, um, but I just went home to see the fam last night.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Bit bit of a journey. How, how long do you reckon it would take from Ballarat to uh, Melbourne, Alex Catalano?
0: What's it, about an hour and a half? Maybe nearly two hours?
1: Yeah, about an hour and a half, yeah. I feel like I looked this <laughs> up on, on Google Maps the <laughs> other day, so <laughs> if I didn't know that, I probably would have said it was longer. <laughs> so mention your mention your start you pretty much grew up in Ballarat with with your family um how did your passion for a football start
2: um so my I have three younger brothers um my brother who's two years younger than me started playing football in the under tens competition um for Mount Clear in the BFL and they had um, games every Sunday at seven thirty in the morning so I would go with Dad and my younger brother to his games and I think it was round three and I just started begging dad like please let me play come on let me play and because it was the boys competition um there was no girls comp in Ballarat at that time and by I think it was round five I was in the team playing in the older um competition obviously but yeah so it started there and I just played um with Mount Clear for until my under 14s the end of that year um whilst playing basketball but yeah it's pretty much started since I was eight years
0: old. Is it hard? I suppose we've heard a, bunch of a few, quite a few players tend to play footy and basketball in their juniors. How did you kind of come to deciding that footy was what you wanted to do instead?
2: Um, I think it was because I just loved it more. So at the start, I was just playing footy locally um, because there was no program or pathway for the girls. So I was playing um, high-level basketball and representative basketball for Ballarat and Vic Country. Um, and then when the pathway came up for the girls, I think I was just so in love with football. I just wanted to go that way, and kind of basketball stepped aside a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. So, how, how did how did it all come apart to join Greater Western Victoria? Because you, you've you've played you played some pretty good footy in the lead up to it. What how did that all come about?
2: Um, so I started playing for the Rebels when they were the North Ballarat Rebels at the start. So it was probably four and a half years ago now. So I played there for four years. Um, and the coach at the time, Jeff Whittaker, saw me playing in the boys' competition. So at that stage, I was still playing boys' football. Um, and he asked me to come along to the tryout. And they were really understanding because I was still playing basketball at that time. Like, And that was probably my main sport the basketball so I went along to a couple of trainings and the competition was only four games at that stage so played a couple of games with them and then yeah just kept going the whole way through so oh sorry oh no no you go you You
0: ended up being captain this year of the rebels yes correct yeah how was how was that whole experience do you feel like I suppose you've kind of learnt more leadership from that
2: yeah, definitely. Um, Having Lauren Butler as the captain the year before, she was one of my really close mates. Um, And the way she led the team, because she's not the loudest person in the group, so she kind of just goes about it in her own way and just puts in a little word here and there but um I definitely wanted to do something this year that was my main goal going into the pre-season that I wanted to be captain um and I've had uh leadership roles in other um, areas like at school I've been sports captain for three years and um just captain of your local team and stuff like that but yeah being captain of rebels this year was definitely a big achievement for me and I was really appreciative of the girls voting me in for that role
0: she plays for Collingwood, doesn't she? Yeah, Lauren? she does. Yeah. Are you excited <laughs> to play against her?
2: Yeah, I don't think we play Collingwood um in the like the f- rounds, but hopefully so in the finals. finals. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we match up against them.
0: <laughs> there you go. Make sure you let her know the <laughs> players have got to make finals <laughs> as <Yeah>. well. <laughs> well, we
2: played them in um the VFL finals, so we matched up on each other a couple of times when I was resting in the forward <laughs> line. So. Good bit of banter on the field bit with Bit of her. sledging
1: going yeah, on. There. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any, any good sledges you can share on air with us this morning? Oh, no, nah, I'd probably <laughs> just keep <came laughs> them on the footy field. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, no that, that, that's fair enough. Um, so, talking about role models, we've we've ha- asked quite a few of our guests who, they ha- who they've had. Um, have you had anybody both on the field and off the field as, you know, somebody you've looked up to?
2: Yeah, um, Everyone obviously says their parents, so but playing boys football, I think I think it was a really big thing for my mum and dad to let me play in the competition and to support me through that because I was the only girl all the way through, so um, definitely them and dad spent countless hours teaching me how to kick because I was a woeful kick <laughs> when I started. Like I'd be lining up straight in front of goal and I'd be going out on the full, so he put in a lot of time um, teaching me how to kick, but... Looking my one of my mates, um, Sophie Alexander, she was my basketball coach in under-14s and the way that she's persevered through being knocked back in a couple of drafts and um, to finally be on Collingwood's lift, list now, it's really amazing to see her um, do what she loves to do.
1: She, she's a very good player, Sophie Alexander. Um, I watched the uh, the VFLW Grand Final. We'll talk a little bit about that <laughs> later. She, absolutely, she had a Big moment in that. I think it was the third quarter. I think it was, and she just t- tore that game to shreds. I
0: Can- feel like we might as well talk about the VFLW now because it- I did want to ask <laughs> about. Uh, so you did play some games for the Dogs, yes, this year. Um, was it was it hard moving from moving from the Rebels? And, and like country then to the dogs. is it, it was a bit of a step up going into the VFLW.
2: Yeah, it was definitely a big jump Um, and joining them for the back half of the season. So we knew that we were going there after nationals. They kind of had signed us, you mm. could say, um, beforehand. So after nationals had finished, we went down for our first training session, like not really expecting anything. And then getting picked to play that weekend was pretty crazy. And you kind of feel a bit awkward because you've trained twice and yep. then you're getting to play playing you're taking someone else's spot but all the girls down at the Bulldogs were really awesome like the AFLW girls like really looked out for us as well so mm-hmm. Kirsty Lamb was someone really big for me in the midfield so she kind of took me under her wing straight away and Guesty was you know acted like one of the little kids on the field so <laughs> she was good just to muck around with but yeah they were all really good fun.
0: Yeah so you felt pretty comfortable there. Yeah definitely
2: away. um it was definitely a big thing for me because For stuff like that, I kind of stay in my comfort zone Mm. and just, you know, trot around at the back and just do what I do. But um, a couple of weeks in, the coaches came up and spoke to us and were like, you're good enough to be here. Like, you have so much knowledge. So share that with the group. And I think that's where, yeah, kind of stepped up a little bit.
0: Yeah. You did say um, that you kind of felt like you were taking someone else's spot. So I guess when it came to the grand final, did you still have that sort of feeling?
2: Um, not really because I'd played leading up to it. So I think we played six games before finals, um, Mm. and then every final. So I think by that stage we were kind of cemented, well not cemented, but like we had a spot in the team and no one really thought of us in that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So obviously didn't, didn't come up with the win in the grand final. What were the emotions like in the rooms after the game?
2: Um, yeah, look, because we uh, when us girls started, they didn't have a very good start to the season, um, and then we won every game from then on in mm-hmm. um, and then beating Collingwood in their first final was pretty amazing because they'd been beaten by seventy two points or something earlier in the season, so coming into that game we didn't really have any expectations, but we were kind of on a bit of a roll coming through, so um it was really good to beat them the first time and obviously go straight through to the grand final but they got the better of us in the end and it wasn't really the fairy tale finish that we were looking for but yeah it was a little bit emotional but yeah we'd had a good um season so
1: So you had you had the um the VFL grand VFLW grand final Pretty decent crowd at Archon Park. I know I was there.
0: Yeah, um, it was I was watching it on TV. I didn't quite get to the game, but it looked like it was a good atmosphere to be at. Uh, yeah,
2: it was pretty amazing. How,
0: how did you find that? How did you find,
1: A, the experience of playing on such a, a, a big stage, such as a grand final? And B, how did you find playing in front of a crowd that big? Because... Uh, you probably wouldn't have ha- had that sort of experience before.
2: Yeah. Um, well, at basketball, you obviously have crowds and stuff like that. And being at nationals, you kind of had a little bit of a crowd, but this was like nothing I'd ever played in front of before. And when we ran out and the songs start, like there was actually people roar, like, <laughs> like it was raw. Um, as we ran through the banner and the little fire things went off next to us. So that was an experience in itself, running out of the banner with the little fire next to us. And um, yeah, the song being played that doesn't happen um in all vflw games so it was pretty incredible um and the ch- even the change rooms like there was security out the front of the change rooms and like gates and we were allowed in and out at certain times so it was a pretty unreal experience um and i'm glad that i had that
0: it sounds like a pretty big yeah, step up in every way <laughs> yeah. from just playing local <laughs> footy or, yeah definitely uh did you did you copy any, anything from the crowd or have you ever copped anything from the crowd before at a game
2: um, Not really. Like I don't really listen to the crowd, obviously, and you don't usually have that many people there. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, you kind of block them out and just focus what's going on on the field, but you definitely couldn't hear certain words from the crowd, so it was just kind of a one big loud noise. <laughs> it's
1: a bit overwhelming, <laughs> almost, it sounds like. Yeah. You, you, well, you, you haven't played any football... Cat, but would there have been any sledges that you've copped
0: throughout your life? Just in my life in general, yeah. uh, probably. <laughs> Look, I imagine it would be worse when you're just trying to do your job and you're covering it from here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> was was telling
1: Miller this uh, last episode we had, when we had Karen Harrington on board, and yes, I. Like I'd played this game where I'd played this game this year where I had not touched the footy up until like five minutes to go in <laughs> the last quarter. Took, took this nice mark on the wing and on, on the, on, on the fence, there were all the opposition, all opposition players from the first, cause I play that they, they were just giving me Bronx cheers. <laughs> like, like, like they, for some reason that they knew that I yeah, had, yeah. I had such a bad game. <laughs> so, um, we'll t- take, take us to the championships now. Play, represented for Vic country. um, what what was what was the experience like going into that, and how did you feel? What were what were your thoughts on I, I guess the rivalry with uh, Vic Metro?
2: Yeah, um, well, obviously because I went the year before as well, so we'd come up against Metro and nearly beaten them two years ago, which was you know something pretty big for the country girls because it doesn't happen very often. Um, but when we played them this year, it was a pretty uh, one-sided affair, I could say. <laughs> the Metro girls got the better of us. But, um, yeah, the rivalry between country and Metro is pretty strong. But we share a motel with them up in Queensland anyway, so you're pretty good friends with um, most of the girls because you play against them at NAB League, so you kind of know who they are. But once it's on the field, it's, yeah, everyone for themselves.
1: Did you have anybody from Metro come to the rooms and just become like a massive pest to you, to you guys. Were there, were there any, any any anything like that off, off field?
2: Oh, Petrachios was staying in the room above us, so she was a little bit of a rat we bag. Have, but we
0: have heard, heard a <laughs> bit yeah, of that Cleo. Was Cleo. Next, Cleo was next to me and then <laughs>
2: Patrikios was above me, so she was a bit of a rat bag, but yeah. So she's we, just a serial
0: pest <laughs> from the sounds of it.
2: Yeah, well, we kind of, at Nationals, we kind of like tried to stay as Country Metro, like we would do our own activities and things like that, but yeah, We'd see them walking around the rooms, and because we were all near each other, so yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, no, we had we had we had Cleo a few weeks ago, and she t- told us how uh, Georgia Patricios got her got a good with like a water pistol. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, yeah, she didn't get any of the country girls. I think if she'd come after us, it would have been uh, interesting. sounds
1: that she's going
0: to cop it on field this year. It <laughs> w- would have been state warfare off the field as well as on the field. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> Maybe she needs to play as a bit of a tagger because clearly she's good at getting under people's skin. <laughs> <laughs> so so who, who were you staying with
1: um, throughout the uh, championships?
2: Um, I was roomed with Maggie Karras. She was obviously one of my Rebels teammates and a bottom age. So we get along pretty well, Mags and I. Um, there was you know a bit of banter in the rooms between us and about how messy her side was compared to mine and <laughs> that she couldn't find something and it was all my fault that it was gone but it was <laughs> under her stuff on the ground so <laughs> no nah, it was good um it was a really good experience sharing with mag someone that um obviously wasn't there the year before but i was still friends with through the rebels so it was good to yeah
1: i was gonna say no no rat bag patrickia <laughs> no, <there>? no 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 <laughs> no that's good was there was there anybody from the countryside anyway who did emerge as a bit of a pest throughout the um throughout the championships
2: um, not really. We were a pretty well-behaved group. Live Barber was... <laughs> so it's all those, all those Metro, all the <laughs> yeah, Metro players were yeah. the ones that... <laughs> Liv Barber was quite lively, just had a lot of energy all the time. But yeah, no one was really a rat bag. They kind of just did their own thing. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: that, that that That's all right. Um. So, so yeah, was there anything that you took out of that championships? Obviously, Vic Metro was the team to beat. They had an unbeaten season. But what did you and, and the country girls take out of it?
2: Yeah, I think... Um. Once we went up to Queensland, we bonded really quickly and you could see that by the time we played our first game against Queensland and it was like it was a completely different team to who had played Metro. We were just so much more confident with each other and the way we moved the balls. So I think, um, yeah, we bonded really quickly and trusted each other on the field and that showed with the scoreboard and the results for the rest of the carnival. Um, if we'd played Metro again up there, I think it be, would have been a lot closer um, but yeah, so it was a pretty good experience and to play on Metricon Stadium was pretty awesome as well.
0: You've been to Metricon Stadium, haven't you, Kat? I have. It's a nice little ground. I don't <laughs> mind the atmosphere there. I saw the Q clash there one year, so that was probably about as full as it'll ever be. Um, <laughs> but no, nah, it's a good little ground. I wouldn't imagine you'd have too many flying up to metric probably just the families and the recruiters really right oh uh, yeah yeah
2: there was um, more queensland supporters up there but i have a lot of family in queensland a lot yeah. of my dad's family are up there so um i think it was four or five of my aunties and uncles had come to watch so it was pretty cool to be able to play in front of them because they had only seen me play like in under 12s when i was playing with the boys so having them come up and watch me um play at that level was pretty exciting
0: you got a lot of family watching you this year, Will they be in the crowd?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got uh, most of my family on dad's side are Collingwood supporters, so they told me that they're not going to go for Richmond, but <laughs> they'll go for me. Um but their <laughs> mum's side are all Richmond supporters, so yeah. they're so pretty who do, stoked. Who,
0: who did you bear for <laughs> as a
2: Um, I went for Collingwood. (laughs) I still do go for Collingwood, but I'll go for Richmond as well.
0: (laughs) Well, I guess you'd have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs)
2: Well, my family's 50-50 Richmond-Collingwood. So, um, yeah, we've always had a soft spot for the Tigs.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's all right. Well, Um, uh, we'll move forward to the draft combine. Um, how was that? How was that experience?
2: Yeah, it was like, you obviously had done all the testing and stuff like that before and you'd done a lot of practice leading up to it, but it was... It was a pretty cool experience. Um, You yeah, kind of get really nervous leading up to it because the, there's a lot of sitting around. Um, On the first day, it was kind of like your height and your weight and your arm span and stuff like that. And then you had a couple of interviews with the club. But the rest of the day, you were just sitting around and waiting for your turn. And um yeah, so the first day was a little bit, you know boring you could say yeah. but well, it's, it sounds like it the <laughs> yeah but then stuff. once you get to the testing like everyone was so nervous the night before the testing um and once you get there it kind of just all goes away and you just do it mm. um even though all the clubs are sitting around watching you um you still you just get it done forget that they're there and yeah
1: so you meant so you mentioned the recruiters just before we've there's been this pension going around for recruiters asking the really weird questions <laughs> how many of those did you get and uh what 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 sort of questions did you get?
2: Um, well, we had you probably heard about the lolly yeah. lolly story from yeah, Carlton. Yeah. yeah, that was a little bit different. I'd been pre warned. So um, which lolly were you? Um, I copped out with a real easy one. I picked the orange one because I had red hair, so like <laughs> orange hair. So I pretty copped out pretty easily with that one. Um, but yeah, there was a few. of oh, the Richmond girl, uh, recruiters asked me an interesting question about. Um, standing up to a KB or a Mon or something like that and ask what I would do. And I think they were just trying to see if the real person would come out instead of just saying the default answer that everyone wanted to hear. So, yeah.
1: So what, what sort of answer did you come up with? Did you just... Were you just
2: like, yeah? <laughs> yeah I was pretty straight with them. And they actually told me um, once they drafted me that they I was the only person that they would believed when they'd asked that question. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what made you say that? And they're like, oh well, we just believe that that's what you do because that's just the way you are. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not actually going to.
0: They look for some weird yeah, some they, weird things, I think.
2: Yeah, they kind of just try and throw you a little bit. But it's pretty chill, the questions, that, like mm. they start off asking you the basic questions and yeah. then they just want to get to know the person that you are most of all.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I, I kind of feel like that's what, these really weird questions before like they're right. just like they're supposed to try and throw you off balance but they try to um they're trying to unlock the real you because yeah.
0: I guess to also see how you're going to fit into the club culture I suppose
1: Every yeah club's definitely. different yeah. yeah so mentioned Richmond spoke to you how many other clubs spoke to you I, I assume Carlton and the dogs would have had words
2: yeah so we also had home visits so I had um those three clubs come visit me at home and then at combine I spoke to I think it was six clubs so Richmond's Carlton Bulldogs St Kilda North Melbourne and someone else <laughs> um don't remember Melbourne who it Colton. was yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: no that's all right it wouldn't have been that important <laughs> um Clearly. no that's no that's okay um so obviously you kind of thought that you were going to go
0: pretty highly if you had Yeah, did did Richmond say they were going to use their first pick on you, or did you not know where you were going to go?
2: No, they they don't really give like the clubs don't really say like we'll take you or kind of things like that. They just want to get to know you, and because draft day is so unpredictable, it's just who's left at the time. so. So you
0: didn't know where you were going until draft day.
2: Yeah, I'd been predicted to go to Bulldogs, Richmond, one of those two clubs around the area that I went, but um, yeah, I had no idea going into the day.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had you, I'm pretty sure I had you written down as a as, as a bulldogs pick. Just you so, so many signs. The <laughs> Would have preferred
0: to have Sophie at the dogs.
1: Or, dog? Oh, geez, don't ask me that question. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm very happy with who we've got, and I'm ga- guaranteed all four of who we've picked up will play round one. I'm pretty set on that, but I wouldn't I
0: wouldn't have complained if Sophie came. <laughs> to the club. How how was how did you feel when you got picked up? Obviously, you were there on the day. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so how was all that?
2: Um yeah, obviously I was pretty nervous going in. Um and I was lucky enough to have both my parents and my all my brothers there. So it was really good to have them w- there with me. Um and I'd received a lot of messages from my friends at school saying that they were all going to watch it and stuff like that. So I yeah Felt like I had a lot of support behind me, no matter what happened on the day. But going in, there was a lot of girls there, like all the NAB League girls. And then a couple of my Bulldogs VFL teammates were there as well. So I caught up with them beforehand. And then you go into the room and... They've got the opening little speech and you're kind of just like, come on, get on with it. Like <laughs> oh, a, you're sitting there every, like twiddling feels, your thumbs and you're like, yeah, way. let's just get started already. <laughs>
1: it, it's, it's, it's the one common thing that really annoys me when it comes to the draft book. <laughs> it takes and the, forever. It just yeah. takes so long. Like there's just the intro then then you've got the CEOs coming in for All the drama like, like a 30 minute speech on, you know, do well. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like. Honestly, I'm with you. Just, just get on with it. Yeah. So I want, I want to see where they go.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I. I just wanted to see. Like, obviously, I wanted to get picked up, but I yeah. wanted to see all my teammates and girls that I'd you know, known through the academy and stuff like that I wanted to see if their their dreams had kind of come true kind of thing and see where they'd end up. And So did yeah. you
0: have any friends of yours get picked up? I know there were a few from the Rebels that came to Richmond with you.
2: Yeah so I actually didn't see them get picked up because once I was drafted I was taken out to the media room out the back so all of us first rounders were taken out there and had to do all the photos and extra media stuff so someone from um, the courier I think it was came in and was like oh how do you feel Ella just got picked to Richmond I was like wait really (laughs) that's so cool and I just couldn't believe it and then five minutes later he goes "Oh, your other teammate Nikayla Butler just got picked up I was like oh my god that's so cool where's she going to Richmond I was like no way that's
0: (laughs) awesome (laughs) so yeah
2: they kind of joked about um the Rat Pack the three of us going together um but yeah See how it is. I don't know if we're the real Rat Pack, but
1: i t- tell you what, Carlton, better watch out. Round one, it's going to be going to be interesting to see the uh, the the uh, Greater Western Victoria Rat Pack. <laughs> are
0: you are you excited for round one? And will you be playing round one?
2: Look, I'd hope to be playing round one. You never know what happens with um injury and. The team dynamic and stuff like that but I really hope to. It'll be a big day for the club, whether I'm there playing or not like I think most of the um, girls will be there in the stands watching yep. so it'll be pretty awesome having our first game and having it as a Friday night blockbuster with Carlton. Pretty huge. Yeah it's going to be a pretty big night. I think they've already said it's going to be a um, ticketed game because it's going to be a lockout. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Karen, I, I was listening back to the podcast and Karen said she thinks it's going to be a, a lockout yeah. so it's looking it's looking likely. <laughs> and I think yeah.
1: I think we we did an episode a few weeks ago before that, and I'd said if it wasn't going to be a lockout, it would be, it would be running close. Yeah. So, yeah. You,
0: you just get such sort of big crowds with Richmond and Carlton. It'd be a fantastic season opener. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No do you think you're on track with your fitness and training to make it through the whole preseason season and to be ready for round one if they do call you up?
2: Yeah, well, obviously I was in a moon boot on draft day, so I'm still in rehab at the moment, but very, very close to um, starting full training. I've done um, a couple of like started introducing drills into um like with the team during training sessions so very close but we'll have to see what happens
1: how, how, how is how is rehab because we hear a lot of different things about doing weights or doing other sort of things to help keep your fitness up what's what was rehab what's what has rehab been like for you so far
2: well obviously it's the first time I've ever been in rehab so um it's a bit of a different experience and you have to be really patient with it all so I have been pain free for it since I've been out of the boot but you just don't want the injury to come back because that'd be worst yeah. case scenario mm. so yeah the staff at Richmond have been really good and they've looked after me just doing a bit of um, gym and running and swimming and bike so just mixing it up and trying to get um back to normal
0: Did yeah. you have any other players in there with you
2: um yeah there's a few other girls that um are doing it together um there's a couple of us that are at around the same stage so you're never really doing it by yourself you've always got someone there whether it's a player or a staff so yeah,
1: yeah. Do, do you feel like those sort of relationships are built on like rehab because we've seen we've seen players become you know pretty good pals through through rehab or, or across the years both in the men's and the women's
2: um, I don't know. I think we're a pretty good tight knit group where, whether we're in rehab or not. So we're a pretty close group of girls. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't think it really makes a difference.
0: Fair call, cool, fair cool. How was the, uh, first day coming into the club?
2: Yeah, it was awesome. I've loved it since I've been there, so I was so stoked to go down there. We went there on draft day um, mm-hmm. and met some of the girls. They prepared a little barbecue for us, so that was nice of them. That is, that's <laughs> the first I've
0: heard of that. That's actually yeah. really nice. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> kind of hospitable.
2: met a group of them, um, got a tour of Punt Road. Um, my brothers were pretty excited because they're <laughs> Richmond supporters, so they um, were pretty stoked about it. Um, but, yeah, it was a really good vibe around all the players and the staff that were there so yeah I've pretty much loved it since I've been there.
1: Obviously there's a bit of, you've made a bit of history now being Richmond's first ever AFLW draft pick what 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 is your reaction to that like how do you feel about being labeled as such something like that?
2: Yeah well obviously I'm honored to have that label Um, it's pretty incredible to be um seen as important in that way Um, but you know I'm once I was picked, I'm just another one of the girls on the list. It doesn't matter whether I was the first one or pick 58 or the last pick in the draft. We're all the same on the list now, so it's kind of you know forgotten about. They j- make jokes about it every now and then, but yeah, <laughs> we're all on the list now, so it's oh, fair. What the, playing o- the game. other players do? Yeah, <laughs> what, what, players what's and staff. So.
1: What sort of jokes?
2: Oh, well, because I was given number one because I was their first shot pick. picks. I cough a little bit of stiff for that <laughs> and about how much room I've got because I have no one next to me on my left-hand side, so... <laughs> Yeah, oh,
1: that was actually going to be one of my questions a little bit later. Like, w- was that your choice to be number one, or was that the clubs or, or the club just hand you number one?
2: Yeah, the, it was kind of it, re- it was a really nice gesture actually that they um, had saved it for me being their first ever draft pick. Um, at the start, I was kind of like, oh, really, number one? Because <laughs> I'd never really gone around that area, but yeah, uh, I've grown to like it, even though it does come a little with a little bit of stick, but. Yeah, no, nah, it's really exciting.
0: Did you have a number you always wore in your juniors?
2: Um, not really. You don't really get to pick like it's just sizing and whatever jumper fits. But um, yeah, I've always been in the twenties for some reason at Rebels like the last three years, I mean, mm. twenty three, twenty four. So yeah.
1: Um, I'm just trying to find the next question here. <laughs> um, so you you get so you get to, you, you had your preseason camp the other week down at uh. at the the naval base, HMAS Cerberus. How how was everything there? Because from all the photos I've seen on on Instagram, it kind of (laughs) looked like a bit of a rough slog.
2: (laughs) Oh, it was... It was amazing. We didn't know about it um, on the bus trip, so we got there and they told us what we needed to pack. Um, So you didn't know where you were going? No, we we knew we were going to the Mornington Peninsula somewhere, um, and they just jumped us on a bus, and we went down there. Um, So everyone was getting a bit nervous as we got close, like, what? Have we got what in, we store in store for us now? um <laughs> are we' gonna make it out alive nah um, but yeah, it was a really good experience um and it taught us a lot as a group, so I think it bonded us together a lot more as well
1: was it there, was there have there been any like exercises or s- stuff that you kind of like were dreading or your teammates were were dreading
2: <laughs> um well, we did 5am uh, PT sessions, so <sighs> oh, they were pretty intense. Oh Yeah, um, yeah. so we were woken up in our little bunk beds at, I think it was three minutes to five, and we had three minutes to get ready, make our bed and be out the front standing <sighs> in two some fires. Real, some
0: real army So, stuff.
2: yeah, we were treated like we were the new recruits in the army. Everything they did, we did, um, and they were pretty strict on us. But, yeah, I think it was worth it in the end.
1: Jesus, it takes me about over three minutes just to get out of bed <laughs> let, let alone get dressed be ready let alone get dressed make the bed and get out <laughs> yeah did nah.
2: anyone
0: did anyone really struggle with it
2: um i think the first night we were kind of expecting something like that mm. um we weren't told about it but everyone like leaped out of bed like it was literally like it was an emergency and everyone got out of bed that quickly. I'd never seen some of the girls move so quick in the morning in my life, especially in the Kayla Butler, one of my <laughs> rebels teammates. So I obviously know her a bit better, but she's not a morning person at all. <laughs> and she was like running out and she had her hoodie on her head. And I was like, are you okay? Babe? And she goes, Oh, I just want to go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. No.
0: Uh um- well, I can't say I've ever woken up at five AM and wanted to get out of bed. So, <laughs> big props for that. For yeah. How, how long was the whole thing in the end?
2: The whole camp. Yeah, the camp. Um, we left on Friday night and then came back on Sunday afternoon. Okay, so, so it's just like a weekend yeah. kind of deal. Yeah.
1: yeah. I was gonna say it's the last putting I'll give you, Cat. But um, we had our interview <laughs> with Karen Harrington last week, and I told this man opposite me, Alex Catalano, that, you know, be here at 9.30 because she, <laughs> she'll be here at like I don't know, 10, like 10-ish something. Been waiting for this. <laughs> phoned, phoned him about five times, didn't answer. Then just before we went to air... R- rings up, rings up our um our other co-host Alex Miller and says like, oh, I slept in <laughs> at about ten o'clock in the morning, so safe you wouldn't have say. survived
2: with uh the sergeant out on the navy base <laughs> I you would sleeping have definitely in oh, the No, the
1: sergeant would have
0: given you an absolute drilling if we, if we <laughs> hadn't already. So, yeah, safe to say this sergeant over here was a bit was a bit lighter on me than <laughs> than the actual drill sergeant. But um,
1: so w- what do you rec- So what Richmond, what can Richmond supporters expect from you next year?
2: From me personally, from, or the team. From from you personally. Me personally, um, I think I hopefully playing in the midfield, so um, work well with the other girls in there, KB and Mon, and um, yeah, just learn from them and hopefully be a bit of an inside midfielder. Um, a tough and, little midfield to break into. Though, yeah, isn't it? it's uh, we've got a very um, good midfield group, and because that most of the girls in there had played VFL in the midfield, so they um, know each other pretty well and. Um. Yeah, they're a pretty pretty tight group, but yeah, we think we can slide our way in. A... You'd hope <laughs>
1: Hopefully. so. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> have have you been talked about what sort of expectations the team has heading into next year? Obviously, it's a new it's a new setup, and I know you've just said like you know you've a lot of lot of the girls have already played together in the VFLW, but it's a, it's almost like a new setup. You've got like a new team, new almost sort of new opposition, I guess, although. You know, you've you've had quite a few. You've got you've come up against quite a few players in the VFLW. But yeah, what sort of ex- have you had any expectations on you from the coaches or any of the staff?
2: Um, not really. Tommy Hunter and um Kate Sheehan have probably set it up, and uh, the VFL program with the AFL program. So it's kind of like mirrored each other. Um, and we spoke about how there's women's AFL and we're both equal underneath that um, banner kind of thing. So there's no real expectations about what we're going to do this season or how it's going to pan out. We're just going to try and win as many games as possible. Um, But, yeah, I think Kate and Tommy have been playing this for a little while and they've pr- set us up pretty well so far.
1: Yeah, but- uh, been following Richmond's VFLW team a, a little bit, and Kate Sheehan very, very good with what she does, building in terms of building the list. And Tommy Hunter, I think, is going to be a really good coach. Like I've
0: seen him; coach. he seems to be quite well loved. Do you think a lot of yeah. the players really, really like him? Yeah,
2: everyone um, loves Tommy. Yeah. He's a uh, real good character um he gets out in the field on the track with us sometimes and he was running conditioning the other night so i think all the girls love that he gets involved and then he's like um has a good joke around with you off the field as well so yeah he's really good
1: yeah he look, look, looks like a good bloke i obviously can <laughs> honestly can't wait to see what what is to make of the entire richmond team next year i'm going to be following them pretty closely as well as my um, beloved bulldogs <laughs> um i was going to say you mentioned mon and kb just before how have you found meeting them and working alongside them. Obviously, they're two of the, you know, probably the best players in the league. There's and just biggest names. Like, yeah. they're, they're pretty household names. I'd say yeah. well and well truly in amongst the top 20 household names in the women's league at the moment. How have you handled, have you reacted, have you worked along with them?
2: Um, well, it was actually kind of awkward when it first happened because we'd played against each other in the VFL and I'd played on Katie and that was my role for one of the games to play on her. So there was a bit of lip between the two of us oh. in that final. Um, so I was a little bit nervous, you could say, to see you know if she remembered me, like if she was going to be mad at me or something like that. But no, nah, she's really good. KB and I are probably... Um, she's going to be one of my big role models and help me out in the midfield because she's got that experience in the AFLW. But then um, we'll probably work closely together because she's coming as a from playing in the forward line, and I've played in the midfield for a lot longer. So I think we'll work really well together. But yeah, she's kind of stuck out her arm and put me under her wing to look out for me a little bit. What a good egg! <laughs> I, 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 I was kind oh, yeah.
1: of ex- I was kind of expecting the answer that you you know be giving her a bit of stick because I. <laughs> My personal opinion is that I don't think she left the Bulldogs club cere- too ceremoniously oh, and goodness. and Kat- he's just, and he's
0: just a bit of Bulldogs supporter just and, a and, bit bitter. And
1: and cattle know as well as anybody <laughs> that I've I've been yeah pretty bitter about her exit a little a little less uh, to a lesser extent mon mon as well a
0: huge mon Conti fan. That's just a tragic supporter over there <laughs> Boy, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, no, you got me. <laughs> you, you you got me. Um I've oh, got I know there's, I know there's other questions. In we are here.
0: towards the end of our questions here. Do we want to wrap it up with a few? I have one. I was curious. <laughs> do you wear contacts when you play?
2: Yeah, I do. So I um have only started wearing them. I think I think it's been three years now, so beforehand I would just take my glasses off mm-hmm. and roll with it. Um, but yeah, the optometrist kind of suggested that we could try it, and I've worn them ever since then, yeah.
0: Because I'm always curious as players that do wear glasses <laughs> off field if they do actually wear their contacts during games or not.
2: Yeah, well, at the start, um, when I first got them, I was, I think it was the next day, I was going to a local basketball game mm. and I couldn't put them in properly and I was like I had I didn't want them and my parents like no nah, no nah, I'll get them like it'll be good for you and I couldn't put them in so I cracked the shits and then just went out and played <laughs> without them but um yeah I w- I do wear them now <laughs> yeah.
0: are you shocking without them like is your eyesight really bad or no it's
2: not bad? that bad like yeah. I can see without them yeah. so yeah
0: yeah pretty I- much in the same boat <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't have to uh I don't have to play footy for, <laughs> for a living so it doesn't
1: affect me as much I guess. I don't think you've had a game of football at all <laughs> since I was 12 years old. <laughs> um, I, I did have one we, we we've been talking we've talked to our other guests about pre-game rituals and superstitions oh have, yes. have you ha- have you had any yourself?
2: Um not really I kind of it's like I haven't put my right sock on then my left sock yeah. my right shoe then my left shoe but like I don't wear any particular undies or anything like that. Yeah. Um, the ones
0: I think I hear most commonly are like players eating the same thing before every game or the night before. Or I do day. like
2: a bit of um spaghetti bolognese before the night before. I think pretty that's popular a, yeah, one, yeah, pretty I, popular I'm, I'm opinion. De-
1: definitely with you. I do. The, I do the exact <laughs> same thing the night, the night before every game. It's just a, a bowl of spaghetti bolognese. Yeah, it's literally uh, uh, maybe I'll listen to like the same sort of music every like every pre-game. Uh, I'm pretty boring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't really, yeah. Don't really have one. Um, don't even listen to the same music. Just whatever's on the speaker. doesn't really bother me. I do like to have a footy in my hand quite early, just like playing with it.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, whilst talking about pregame rituals, I used, I did used to have one like a while ago when I was like a, like, you know, nineteen twenty, nineteen twenty-year-old trying to break into the into the reserves team. Like I used to grab the football about you know, ten minutes before a game, and I just bounce it around like a, like I would a basketball. Yeah, yeah. have it one-handed and try to do the crossover, <laughs> try to do everything like that. And Go it's with just,
0: the fancy skills. Yeah, like, yeah. Didn't make it, <laughs> whatever. So I don't know. I don't know why I did. I just liked
2: it. <laughs> Dad actually used to have a ritual when he was playing country footy. Um, in the seniors, he'd have a meat pie and a big M before every <laughs> game, and then like a Snickers or something like that. So Healthy I don't. I feed. yeah, I definitely won't be doing that um, beforehand. I don't know how impressed the staff at Richmond would be if I walk in with a meat pie and a chocolate milk. But <laughs> um, yeah, it worked for him apparently. So. <laughs>
1: I don't know. well, you know, don't don't hedge your bets. If it, if it, do, if it does or doesn't, just
0: uh, stick stick to what you do, and just I think you'll be fine. You'll have you'll have a you'll have a good first year. How closely do you work? Pretty closely with like the dietitians and all that, because I know some players are more are stricter than others. I suppose with all that.
2: Yeah, so we all had a meeting with a dietitian, and it's not they don't really like put us on a diet kind mm. of thing. They just talk to us about what our normal routines are, what we usually eat, and then add in a few suggestions here and there, but they're not overly strict with us. Yeah, so. yeah fair
1: enough. So you, you've obviously come, you just did year 12 this year, yeah? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, and we were talking about this off air, we you know, VC results came out either yesterday or today. Yesterday, yeah. you, you've, so. you've, you've had your, you, what was it like balancing school life and footy life? Because you've obviously had such a, you know, a big year, you've been around pretty much everywhere. Greater right West Victoria, up in <laughs> Queensland, playing footy in Grand Final footy in Carlton. Yeah, <laughs> how, how have you how have you managed to balance both school and footy? Because I'd imagine it would have been very stressful.
2: Yeah I think um, having played basketball as a young uh, in the juniors um, at my early years at high school I think I learned to balance it um, with that and I think that was very helpful coming into the last two years because they've been pretty hectic but all the staff and stuff at school were really nice um, and cooperative about the situation. They all knew that that's what my dream was to play AFL. So they all supported me in that way and worked around it. But yeah, they were still pretty strict on me getting all my work done. Didn't let any of that slide, but yeah, the school was really good and all the PE staff and, um, people at school helped me out. So yeah,
1: that, that's very good. I mean, I, I wish, I wish my teachers helped me out. In <laughs> but, um, no, it's, that's excellent. That's beautiful. Doc, do you have any last questions? I just have
0: two more. And... Uh, I, I, ha- I do have one. Okay, well, um, yeah, you so, go. You so, go.
1: <laughs> so obviously, you know, you're you're a bi- you're a big player to look out for for Richmond next year. But is there, have there been anybody else from like particularly in in the draft class? Because Richmond have recruited like a big number of players at the draft. Is there anybody that you know maybe we in the media are, are kind of sleeping on? Because I'd imagine there'd be quite a few.
2: Yeah, um, well, there's obviously all the girls that came off the VFL list, like Laura Bailey, who played at the Bulldogs last year, and then Holly Whitford, who's come from Collingwood and Melbourne Uni. So I think Holly um, has really stepped up in pre-season so far, and I think she's definitely one to look out for. Um, But from the 18-year-olds, or the ones that were drafted in my um, class of 2019 you could say <laughs> um, I think Nikaela Butler's kind of Slid under the radar a little bit Even leading up to the draft um, She didn't play Vic Country She didn't get invited to combine or anything like that So she, um, I think she slid under Everyone's radar and Richmond picked her up she was pretty excited obviously. Um but yeah, she's working really hard so far in preseason and yeah, I think she'll be one to watch
0: for sure.
1: Yeah. I I read the name of Kayla Butler a couple of times in the lead up to the FLW draft. I think she she did play a few games at yeah, well. Yeah, with the Bulldogs, yeah. Really really liked what she what she's what she brought to the table, so I really hope she gets some games in next year
0: because I think she's going to be exciting.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: First uh, you've played in a lot of premierships throughout footy and basketball. <laughs> you've had to choose one as your favorite. Could you? Oh. Or is it or is it too hard? Is it um, like choosing between children? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um I think um for basketball it would probably be in under sixteens we won the country championships and that was the first time Ballarat had I think we'd won it a couple of times like ages ago but it was the first time um, Ballarat had won it in a while and it's probably it's the biggest country tournament in Victoria and it's usually won by your Bendigo and Geelong and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and um, yeah we were the underdogs coming in and ended up winning it um, that year so that was pretty exciting. I've only played in three Winning football grand finals. O- only three. Only three. <laughs> only three. <laughs> Nothing big. <laughs> well, I played in uh, a footy <laughs> for a long time, so, um, but probably, uh, oh, our um first school we played, um, we won the. Uh, local competition and then we got through to the Herald Sun Shield so we played in that grand final when I was in year 10 and we ended up winning that game against Hallam College I think it was so that was pretty exciting and yeah that was the first time our school had gone that far with football. Um, it was the first time in a long time we'd actually won the local competition and then to continue and beat the other schools in the other regions was pretty exciting as well.
1: That's pretty big. I mean, it's a big drive from uh, Ballarat to Hallam.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think we played at um, Collingwood's Oval, Old Oval. Oh, the, Victoria Park. Yeah, Vic Park. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was pretty good experience, you know, using the old change rooms and stuff like that. So And it was awesome to play with my school friends as well. So it's not something you do every day. Um, and play at that level with your mates at school. So it was pretty cool.
0: Awesome. And lastly, it's been said from a lot of the senior players that the current crop of young women entering the game are some of the best they've ever seen play the game. Would you agree that the future is looking bright for the AFLW?
2: Yeah, I definitely agree to that because the girls that are coming through now, like myself, have played football since they were younger. So they're not really cross-coders and they haven't like picked up the sport in the, early, um, the last couple of years. So, yeah, I would have to agree that um, the girls coming through and the crop coming up underneath us are really talented as well. I've watched a couple of the um, junior games and the under-16 nationals and – um. Yeah. They're they're really good. The skill level's really high. So the AFL have got yeah a really good future ahead of it. I think.
0: Excellent.
1: I was going to say I forgot to mention this earlier. We were talking about the draft combine. You had a you did really well in the yo-yo test. Top three, if I remember correctly.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Was there any Was there any um, any I guess exercises or tests that you kind of dreaded to do? Because uh, uh, there would have been quite a few. I mean, if, I mean, if I was doing draft combine. Any, two, any <laughs> 2K, 3K time trials, just, you know, I, I couldn't do it. I'd, I'd feign a hamstring if I, did, if, if I had to do one.
2: Yeah, well, I don't really think anyone enjoys the yo yo test. Um, it's not the most fun just thing to be some, doing. Some are good at it. And some <laughs> yeah. Are not. Um, yeah, well, I had our talent manager, Phil Partington, standing on the side, and because the um order i was right on the end so he was standing next to me like yelling at me like don't (laughs) drop out keep going and then he had my dad on facetime (laughs) watching me run so it was kind of embarrassing i didn't know that until i'd finished (laughs) but um yeah it was a little bit embarrassing but yeah he he pushed me along to get the last couple of um turns through but yeah i was actually looking forward to doing the 2k but i got pulled out because of my injury which put me in the boot um yeah. but yeah I, that's probably you know I don't love running 2k but I think that was probably one of the ones I was most prepared for and being a midfielder I think my endurance is one of my strengths so I was looking forward to like showing that to the clubs but didn't get the opportunity
1: I think that's
0: it I, I that's found it. myself fresh out of questions <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've uh, got no more questions and like... I think Sophie you've given us plenty of your time so <laughs> I think, we might
1: I think, wrap it up wrap it up I mean have you, have you got like a, a funny story? Cause what we love to do on the A3, we love, we love laughing and we've had, we've had a couple already today. Have you got, have you got yourself a, you know, a funny tale, anecdote, want to throw a teammate under the bus from HMAS
0: Cerberus or? I mean, I think hearing your your dad watching you <laughs> through FaceTime <laughs> is a pretty good way to close it out. But
2: yeah. yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think we'll just leave yeah. it at that one. Sounds good.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us this week on the A3 footy podcast. Make sure you follow us on all our socials: A340 podcast on Facebook at A340 podcast on Instagram at A3 340 on Twitter. Get it out. <laughs> we have got the email A340 at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Spotify and iTunes. And That's everything. Well done. Thank you for joining us so much, Sophie. Thank, thank
2: you very much for been having me. a Pleasure me. to have no, on.
1: Thank you very much, Sophie. It's been a, it's been really good to for you to give us your time and good luck for the rest. Of, good luck for next year because it's going to be a good year, great year. Yeah. Excited to see! Oh, I'm
2: very excited to see what happens. So. 2020 AFLW yeah. season. So, so,
0: with, so that, with that, with <laughs> that, I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Dockerty,
2: and I've been Sophie Molan. And join us next
0: week for whatever comes next. <laughs> <laughs>